Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 316B. B. B. Thank you. The second episode B. for the week where we now discuss our, th- our thoughts on Shotgun Wedding from Amazon Prime. With you for that discussion, Grayson, Rusty Wedding Knife Maxwell, Roger, Wet Slimy Pocket Candy Stillion, and Chris Stifler's Mom Bon. <laughs> <laughs> What, for, why did you wait? Is this the first ever renaming of the of the hosts? I've I've tried to do it a few times. Sometimes I just okay. don't. But yeah, but you uh, had for, to the, for this one for the episode discussing you the Banshees. Grayson Hufflepuff. No, never. Well, <laughs> bring it back <laughs> for for the episode discussing the Banshees of Sharon, including the whole box office breakdown. What streaming trailer talk? Check out episode three hundred and sixteen A and our Hogwarts houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And our Hogwarts. Let's not forget stuff. that. Posted on Tuesday, two seven. Well, gentlemen, let's talk about another movie we watched this week. Um, it was on Amazon Prime. It is called Shotgun Wedding, and let's get some particulars out of the way. But first, let's start with the box of, or sorry, the Rotten Tomatoes, which we did not do for Banshees of Inisherin. Son of a um, tonight it's a ninety four. 97. 97. Sorry. Oh, yeah. It's one of those. Anyway, so Shotgun Wedding, Tomato Meter 45, audience score 54. They just swapped the numbers. That's how they did that. Let's get some particulars out of the way then, shall we? All right. So, no, I've just got all my web pages up for another one. All right. So, let's talk about Shotgun Wedding for one second. Okay. Uh, well, 30, 31 minute segments. Let's talk about it. All right. Oh. Jennifer Lopez, Josh Duhamel. We have Jennifer Dumel. Dumel, Jennifer Coolidge, Sonia Braga, Lenny Kravitz, Darcy Caden, Cheech Marin, which is great, by the way, Selena Tan, Desmond Borges, Steve Coulter, directed by Steve Moore. Roger, what's Shotgun Wedding on Amazon Prime about? Uh, Shotgun Wedding, this is actually far easier to talk about plot-wise than our last movie we talked yep. about uh, in our previous episode. Uh, this movie is about a couple um, getting married in the Philippines, and... <laughs> Chris just took a bite of a giant marshmallow rabbit and looking me directly in the face is very off-putting. Um, they're getting married in the Philippines and their wedding gets hijacked by pirates trying to hold somebody for ransom. Yeah, that's that's about right. But it, all in a fun kind of no one's fears death kind of way. You know, that's Except it's fun. R-rated and many people die. Many See, people. I don't, that's what I don't understand. The R rating is what, is what I don't understand because it's not like you don't see the horrible. I mean, you don't. Yeah, but they curse a lot because if yeah, people fair. were getting murdered, you would also be cursing. That's also one of the reasons why I have a real problem with network television sometimes. And this isn't even a joke, right? Like, think of all these cop shows that are on TV right now. Cop shows are very, very popular, right? You know, if you're in the middle of a gunfight in the street with like bullets flying everywhere, you should be like, oh, fuck. That guy is shooting at me. <laughs> You'd be like, "Get down, yeah, sir." Yeah. <laughs> well, also, like uh, on that on that note, when you see like like cop footage of like shootouts and stuff like this, or you know people getting apprehended, the police are very aggressive with their words, mm-hmm. and it's never you know you know get down, sir, give up now, surrender, get on it's, the fucking ground. Yeah, it's it's you know, get down, I'm fucking kill you. Like it's 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 yep. nasty, and yeah. when you ha- watch network television and other things like that, it it does pull you out a little bit. Because you know how that would actually go. You yeah, know what I mean? No, so, sure. Yeah. Yep. It happens. So yeah. I do appreciate an R rating that, that leaned into that for the language reason because it does kind of ground it a little bit. It which does. It like gives a little bit of realism. Yeah. But I mean, besides the fact that the pirates are trying to ransom somebody for like $50 million. Uh, 40, yeah, 45, 45 million. Dollars. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I don't have $45 million. We Googled you. You're worth at least 60 cents. <laughs> doesn't mean he has that like liquid asset on, on hand. Doesn't mean, he's worth, doesn't mean he has that much. It means Stock options, it. bro. Mm-hmm. Okay, so shotgun wedding. Here's here's the great gray area where I kind of love to exist is, and I know you guys are going to say something, but I'm just going to get this out of the way, is uh, there were moments in this movie I was belly laughing because I thought they were just super funny and clever. Um, but you guys, I don't, I don't think, saw it that way. Well, I've, I found some moments of this movie very funny. I agree with that. However, I thought the way this movie started was far stronger than the way it ended. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Um, because if you don't see what's coming in this movie relatively early on, you're not really paying attention or you've never watched a movie before. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there's no real surprises here. At least I wasn't surprised by anything. And the parts that I found funny were the parts that were also very clever, mm-hmm. but stuff gets repeated over and over again. And they yeah. drive some points into the ground, which listen, I, I want to make a point straight up and say like, I thought this movie was okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I don't think it's terrible or bad. I think this could have been more than what we got though. Is that a fair thing to say here? I yeah, think so. I, I think um, so. The movie definitely starts stronger than it ends. The ending itself, though, is fine. Nope. So if you understand, that's a really weird way to put that. But oh, yeah, the movie is better in the beginning, but the ending is OK. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's it's all rated. There's some um, there's some fighting. There's some gunfire. There's some language and it's funny at times. So, yeah, I mean, this movie's decent. So. Well, see, that's uh, it's. I really have a tough time with these. Not that I, because I tend to see things better for what they are. And Roger, you know that you've known that for me since day one. We've, we've met. I tend to, mm-hmm. I tend to be easier on movies that don't deserve it yep. and harder on movies that I maybe shouldn't be so hard on, but you no. this is one of those. I mean, it's the grenade thing. Just, okay. just, just to talk about one thing before we go in back to the beginning is the grenade thing. I thought was a bit much. I thought it was hokey. Which, hold on, which grenade? Uh, when they yeah, first when, when they first stumble upon it, is when he says, "I don't think you can throw it far enough so we don't die." Is yeah. how far do you not have to throw a grenade? To not I mean, hold on, hold on. Have you ever done a three legged race? No. Okay, fine. You no, but I mean, person. I know what you're getting at is yeah. Like, you, try you throwing know. something while it's in, while you're tied while you're to tied someone. to somebody else if you're not already good at throwing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, Fair, that's okay. not going anywhere. I get, okay, that's all the same that. thing at first, but then I remember that they were tied together yep. by the hand, so that would have been really hard to do. Like, okay, so let's go. So, Rod, you just said it right. There's there's a wedding going to happen here. Pirates come hijacked, but the things before that, like the the caveats that make it different than other films, of course, you have to make it different. Is you know the bride and groom seem very well for each other. Um, they both have their fears. We find that out. Um, sure. The family is kind of nuts, but I mean, in every movie you watch, I mean, I, for some reason I thought of Monster in Law when I was watching this. For for some unknown reason, I, was, I thought of that, you know, movie all the, when I was watching this movie. But I've never thought about Monster in Law ever. I hated that movie so much. I actually really enjoy that one. Um, it's a lot in theaters. That's Wanda Sykes. Yeah. Was, was was that a day movie for you, Chris? Yeah. I mean, I, I, so. I don't see you going to that by yourself, so I guess it was a day movie. But I do. I did. I did. Well, I think I saw that in theaters. I don't know. I may not have, but still. Yeah, no, I, I didn't like that movie. So both families kind of have their things and they don't like each other. And, you know, there's a little bit of omissions on both sides like that don't really have to exist. Like why he kept why he fell in the water a secret, I'll never know. He just said, look, I was doing something. So our boat in the end, why he keeps it a secret and eventually creeps into something that she thinks is 
he's doing something on, on just that's just rom-com shit that should never happen in real life it should just never happen but it does sometimes that weird rom-com shit does happen in real life though you know sure but True. you know you know but it, anyway so getting maybe back not to during it, the gunfight though yeah let's is we'll so let's circle back to that later <laughs> the multiple gunfights and grenade throw but anyway let's circle back to that but so what i want to get into is all the elements for a a rated R rom-com are here in the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. f- there's a wedding, families don't like each other, bride and groom are having secrets. Like, it's all a recipe for what will be, s- hopefully, many, many laughs, right? I mean, that's what we're... You don't laugh watch Shotgun Wedding. You don't, go, you don't watch Shotgun Wedding to see a deep story unfold. No, after watching the trailer, you should understand basically what you're getting into here. And even if you look at the the poster, which is, which is, is them... It says shotgun wedding, and she's holding a shotgun. And he's rubbing his head. Like, what do you think is going to happen here? That's the thing. I saw something on Twitter said someone felt misleaded by the poster of this. Like, what? How do you feel misled by? It says bride and groom, and she's holding a shotgun. What do you think you're you're in for a romantic story of how they got together? Come on now. Anyway, so all the all the elements Life are in place finds for it a to way. be. <laughs> yes, thank you, John Hammond. Life finds oh. a way. Thank you for that, by the way. Um, all the elements are in place. Now, whether you laugh at them or not, that's a different story. But I, I found a lot of this comedy to be pretty funny. That says a lot about some me of it's really funny. I think so. Is you know the the whole bride and groom thing that they're kind of not in a good place. Co- like they're they're on two different pages for a while. The weddings are incredibly stressful. Well, mm-hmm. of course. I mean, especially for the for for the bride. Not not so much for the groom, but for the bride is mm-hmm. in a traditional that's- wedding. It's probably more stressful. You don't think you don't you, you think there's any chance that in in most traditional weddings that f- it's more stressful for the groom than it is for the bride? No, but it's very stressful for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. All right, fair. I I can accept that. I didn't even consider that. I guess, but and who all become sexist of you? Yeah. Why is it yeah, very sexist of me? Because you assumed that only the woman would have the more pressure. Yeah. All right, fair, whatever. I've spoken like a guy who's ever been married. I haven't. That is true. That is for damn sure true. Good um, luck. <laughs> you know, one day it'll happen. I'm sure one day it'll happen. Yeah, and it'll be very fucking stressful. I'm sure I it will be. You. I'm sure it will be. Um, but the way I operate, I'll just leave all the. I'll leave it all to her. <laughs> figure out. Um, anyway, good luck. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, so let's 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 go, let's go back to that. Did you guys find any kind of hint of? Okay, it's trying to be too serious in this movie in the be in the beginning. Too serious? I don't like think when so. when they were no. having that discussion on the balcony, like deep in the like you know how they walked down and talked. When she said, "I need mm-hmm. to talk," at that I was like, eh, "This might be a tad too serious for the tone that they want to set." I mean, I think it is okay for the tone, maybe, but I think they were doing that because they they couldn't figure out how to get them to squabble and like break up like right before all this goes down, mm-hmm. and that was like their only way to write that in. So I think I think it was kind of awkward feeling because like I was kind of thinking that at, kind of on a similar line as you, Grayson. But the reason why like the last straw of their conversation to where like you know they break up at that moment at, like right before she slaps him, it's such a minor jab that it's like oh that's what makes you give up on your whole relationship right here. Why we moment. just want to dissolve everything? At yeah, this like second. Yeah. It, it, it was a little outlandish, but I think they just needed. They wanted them story-wise to be broken up or like in that weird limbo on the outs. Yeah, yeah, be un unsure 
going for the rest of this film until they get to the end so they can bring them back together, you know, or whatever that is. So I think that's the original we got that written in there. It, it is awkward. I think it's because they just didn't know how to get them to that point that they wanted them in. I do appreciate that nice stab to grab the ring, though. Just yep. Yeah, oh yeah, he's Let's do some that. of that baseball shit. Yeah, because he was, he was baseball player, so I think they were showing that off a little bit. Well, here's so. the thing. So let's talk about the baseball player aspect for one second. Okay. Yeah. He's got money. Yep. Okay. A decent amount of money yep. anyway. Um, he is not having the best time. And he's, you know, he's toward the end of his career. Yep. Um, but they make multiple references to him to do that baseball shit. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Only two times in this movie does he do anything baseball, baseball related. Yeah. Right. One, when he stabs the ring out of the air, incredibly yep. cool oh, yeah. doing that, by the yep. way. And at the end where, you know, a bat and a grenade come together, basically. Mm hmm. I would figure for somebody who is supposed to be just about 40 years old towards the end of his major league career, you know, he's in pretty good shape mm-hmm. that he would have had more of a baseball related impact to some other things in this film. <laughs> Am I wrong? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like maybe like swinging something at people, you know, kind or of thing. throwing things. Yeah. Or yeah. oh, you're right. You know, anything violent related. Yeah. He should yeah. at least throw a mean fucking left hook. <laughs> Probably. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like, I'm not saying, like, he should be, like, superhuman here. Yeah. But dude should be in pretty good shape. Yep. So, and we don't we don't really see it. But the problem I have with it is they keep referencing it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like why, why do you keep bringing this to our attention yeah, and, and then, then not, not using doing it? Doing anything I don't think, it, so. here's the thing, I don't think it's more of a, this, see, this is where the, the, some of the bad writing is. I don't think it's, I think it's being referenced be, because it's funny to say, do some baseball shit. Like, it's just funny, I think. I laughed every time they said that because, like, what does that even mean? But it, it's right. You don't know. Yeah. And right, then he that's the thing. Is, but, it's, but that's the thing. It's like, that's kind of, but that's like, can't you do some baseball shit? Like, come on, really, lady? You think he's just going to like just wave a bat and make this whole situation better? But that's kind of the, the funniness of the moment is there's a, there's several of those kind of examples here is can't you just do this? No, I can't. Thank you. But it's that's what I think they were mentioning besides the I mean, I'm surprised we've got any baseball stuff out of it, to be honest. I thought he was going to instead of hit that, I thought he was just going to throw the grenade. I thought he was going to throw it. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. I did think he was going to throw it. I mean, look, how it happened is not really that. No, it's it's fine. And it it actually works. But, Uh yeah, I didn't think it was going to do that. But um, one of the things I do want to talk about with this movie, and I do want to leave with the fact, again, that I do like this movie, is we get bad action movie shit here again, though, oh, yeah. where no one can shoot at all, Yep. like in any real capacity. These guys that are, you know, mercenary pirate people can't do anything fucking right. Like, yeah. they're just completely inept. So I, I have a hard time believing that. But listen, I know this isn't like, you know, a fucking hostage movie. Yeah. It, it's a it's a rom-com an R-rated rom-com, but it's, it's stuff like that annoys me. Like there were never really any stakes. No one, no one, no one that shouldn't get hurt gets hurt. You know what I mean? True. I mean, listen, the two stars take some real damage. Like they get beat up a little bit. Literally no one else. <laughs> yeah. No one else gets hurt besides people that deserve to be hurt. Well, the sister gets some some ear damage. Yeah, but still, you know though, I mean? that's done in comedy. Yeah, like that's yeah. done in a comedic part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. So, but the, I also did appreciate the weird dynamic between the sister and the best man. Yeah. When he's like, "You fucking terrify me." She's yep. like, yeah. "She goes, really?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so what I'm just just scared to death of you. <laughs> what she what you said about that no one really. I mean, this is the same kind of. This is the same kind of like. Uh, mercenary villains whatever you call them uh that is in like paul blart 
And like when they take over the mall, it's like they're not actually going to kill anyone, nor are they ever going to use their weapons. Like when they come up our blood, they they try to subdue him with like like sports flippies and stuff on skateboards. Like nothing actually is going to happen to anyone important. But like that's mm-hmm. what you know going into it. So all the tension is immediately diffused by it yeah. doesn't matter how badass you make these these pirates look is they're never going to nothing bad is ever going to happen to any character that ever that ever says a word that ever has a line of dialogue that that we like it's just not going to happen yeah, but, so don't worry about well, it i mean even if it's not the people that you know, like that, that we like you have a wedding party you literally have throwaway faces you could just you know blow have someone get shot you know use it as, as an example thing now listen if this was pg13 i would say that would never happen yeah, but it's not it's rated it's already right other other things that bother me in action bad action movie tropes, right? So they cut the all the communication lines. Yeah. Not one motherfucker on this island has a radio. You're on an island. Yeah. You have a radio. In the South Pacific. <laughs> you have a, a battery operated radio. Like hurricanes and cyclones come here. <laughs> like that happens. <laughs> Just come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Of also, course, but that's part of the story too. Is it's exactly where the story goes, I and mean, it's kind of gets. I give the story a little more props than most people for how um, how Josh, what's his name, du- Dumel, Dumel is able du- to put is able to put that together. I thought that was really kind of cool, and it wasn't too complicated. I didn't get it because like I wasn't looking for any kind of excuse me, I wasn't like looking connection, for any kind of yeah, intricacy yeah. connection, and then I was just looking for how they're going to get out and you know escape. But I thought it was really interesting how they, I mean, that wasn't a Benoit Blanc type of solution. That wasn't a Sherlock yeah. Holmes or you know the movie we watched, Pale Blue Eye. It wasn't any kind of those complicated. You could never guess it. It was kind of a simple thing to get, and like I just didn't get it because I was paying attention more to okay, where's the radar rom com stuff going to come? Going to start kicking in again? Yep. But I, I want to make some. I do want to make some points about the ages of people in here. Okay. Uh, Lenny Kravitz is 58 years old. Yep. Incredible. Looks incredible. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez is 53 years old. And let herself go. <laughs> it's just a disaster. <laughs> yeah, just, she's, she's just, looking rough. Just, God, like, that's it just, it's amazing how how much older they actually are. Yeah. Well, like, J- Josh Jamel is 53 as well. Okay, yeah. And, yeah. man, yeah, right? People are old. They are. Looking good, though. Looking good though, mm. so. But I mean, the cast I think works pretty well. Yeah. Um, having somebody like Lenny Kravitz who ends up spoiler being a big part of this movie, yeah, is fine because it's fucking Lenny Kravitz and he's awesome. So, and then having like Cheech Marin as her dad, like oh yeah, that's kind of cool. Yep. So like the pieces fit, which is I mean, and that does help. And I think the chemistry between Jennifer Lopez and Josh Jamel isn't terrible no i agree like, yeah, they I, actually I, I well it works pretty yep. well to me so yeah and i do want to say over this over time jennifer lopez is actually a a beyond decent actress honestly yes you know what i mean i, I think she does have good line delivery she has good emotion on screen mm-hmm. nothing misses really and like there's a point in the movie where like she like she like actually got like you know in actress mode, like emotional, like saying something, mm-hmm. you know, in a situation, and it, it was it was believable. It was Bible. She had like a, a lip quiver going on. Like mm-hmm. it was good. I, the, I didn't have a problem with anything. The one that. problem that you run into with Jennifer Lopez isn't her or her acting ability. It's the movies that she is used yeah. in. Because normally they're not very good. And I'm not trying to bash a bunch for movies. Listen, Hustlers is a great movie, yep. and it's an incredible movie. And she's absolutely one of the focal points of that movie. Yeah. But, I mean, we get things like, what'd you say earlier, Grayson? Made in Manhattan? 
Yeah, I watched that again this week, first time since 2002. So if you had to rate that, like we were on a movie podcast and watching Made in Manhattan, what would you have given it? Here's the thing. When I was 17, I would have given it a one. Um, <laughs> watching it now, a three or four. Still so a great Still movie. fucking awful. Got you. <laughs> yeah, below, below average, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, she's better than that and can do better than that. So Hold I mean, on, that's... hold on. Are we, we should not forget about another movie... Last time, last year around this time, actually, maybe give her give her a few weeks. Marry, Marry me, me, right? Yep. Which yep. was which, which was half decent. Is a good movie. No, no, no. I it's, enjoyed it's, that. Marry me is not just half decent. Okay. Marry me it's is very good. Is very, it's very good. good. Yeah. yeah, Marry me is very good, and I, I like that very much. Yep. So, but yeah, it's like she has the chops to do it. Agreed. It's just she just doesn't always choose those type of movies to be. And, and I, I mean, listen, plenty of money. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. True, but. If she does try, she does very damn good. So, well, well let's know. let's look at where this movie. I mean, they were like, if if she looked at the script and she was an offense, the you know the the producers like, look, it's ten million, and you're going to be in Hawaii for, you're going to be in Hawaii for you know six months, or three months, however long it takes to shoot three. This says a two and a half months to shoot this. Okay, fine. It's this the the, the, the this is an example of a script. I think at times is 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 quite bad and other times is actually very good it's one of those weird scripts where like it kind yeah, of it's kind of all over the place it ping pongs back and forth but uh, one thing i think the, the script does really well the movie does well is it, it holds on to themes for example like the 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 steps to a plan like you should like they bring that up like two or three times of remember when the, the show in the scene where they're first trying to evade capture in the shower is mm-hmm. he wants to <laughs> he wants to throw a net over their head and have her spray them and she she's like no that's too many steps and he says that's two steps so they end up having mm-hmm. a, they end up having a scuffle and anyway but the, the the joke comes full circle several times and every time it does it's actually like it kind of hit me out of nowhere because i had forgotten that that joke wasn't gone already like they okay, brought so it they brought it back in a very tasteful way every time okay. i appreciate that. but i can give you an example where they do this poorly okay i'm a mother i can worry about many different things at once <laughs> Actually, it's funny I the first. It is funny the first time. It's funny the first time, and then the other the other times it was not funny. Well, it's there because the audience is going to draw is primarily older female. That's, I mean, all right, that's I fair. believe that. Yeah, so fair. I mean, look, I'm not trying to be sexist, but like that's what it's going to draw. Okay, is, I mean, you know, I, I agree with that, but like it, I mean, like you know, movie lines delivered and landing, like that was one of them that just did not for me. Well, but Jennifer 100%. Coolidge is she's there because she's stifler's mom like she's everything she does is fine okay so listen this movie has one of the greatest images in cinema history as i was watching this i was i thought this was just perfect and i just sent it to you guys but it's i thought it was epic right like it was it was it that's like that's movie perfection right there. she's just <laughs> gunning them down yeah Get that smile. Grayson, on her t- face. T- yeah, yeah. Tell the audience. Tell the audience what I just sent well, you. Okay, so it's there's a scene when they do the the prisoners get hostages. Uh, the hostages get they get they manage to get a right a semi automatic and she's just shooting it. But they're like they're just pure bliss. It's Jennifer Coolidge just hosing somebody down. <laughs> yeah. Well, like this, the expression of her face. Like if you were on the other end of that, the receiving end of this, you're terrified. You don't know if that's smiling or what that's doing actually. If that's joy or terror. It's and supposed it's just to be funny. That's the down. thing. It's supposed to be funny. You know, this is a movie where no one's going to die. Only the bad guys are going to die. And that's it. Like, yep. that's the whole thing is that's the, the danger with making a movie like this is you allow your audience to get too comfortable and there's no tension ever because, you know, nothing's going to happen. So how can there be ten? How do you build tension when 
you're making a radar rom-com about people who don't get hurt. You know, like there's no stakes Fair here. Enough. That's that's the yeah. problem though with these kind of movies is that's why I don't like rated R rom coms like this when there's guns, pirates involved. Like I just like when there's problems with friends and like shit that doesn't work emotionally and like that's the funny stuff because that's all real, that's all believable. None Weird of shenanigans believable. and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 sure. But that's I mean, shenanigans is as good a way as any to, you know, bring it up. It's just with, when you put a situation like this, it doesn't. It kind of rings false and hollow, and that's the problem with this movie. Is so much of it is. It's also when I mean, for some reason, when they bum rush, when they're there's these these two are handcuffed together, Josh Duhamel mm-hmm. and Jennifer Lopez, and they rush a dude in in the woods who doesn't shoot them. Instead, he charges them with his gun in the air instead of shoot them. Yes. I totally missed that. Like and why would he? W- and then gets WWE clothesline from held. Yeah, and he, and he does he, get blown up. He does. He does like a a, a comedy esque Power Rangers triple backflip from the he, he does. from the clothesline. <laughs> he does like a nineties like slow mo triple backflip. Yep. Split his head open on a yep. rock. I'm surprised you didn't see sparks fly off of him as he went down. You know what <laughs> I mean? Some pyro, baby. <laughs> Let's go. But again, they could have used Dumel's character to. I mean, he wouldn't have been in bad shape. He would have been yeah. able to, you know, one-on-one with a weapon in his hand. He's used to holding a bat. He probably would have been okay for at least one or two of the pirates. Maybe not all I mean, of he's them. He's a pretty but... big guy. He probably could have just shoulder-checked that dude. <laughs> and, and So, like, I guess the only, like, defense for the film is it, it, it seems clear that they were told to not kill anyone. You know what I mean? Yep. So you could say, well, they were, he didn't, they, the guys didn't shoot him because they were told not to kill anybody, blah, blah, blah. So you could say that there is a, a movie, like, like, right off for that, you know, but it's still yeah it's it's it is unbelievable but it's a rated r rom-com it's you know i don't know what what, what we want to get out of it be, besides that i think that they could have done a little more with like you know the blood the squibs we know amazon's good for it so i don't know yeah, why they, they don't care so it, it's one of those things where you're going you're coming on a streaming platform you're not you don't have to worry about you know filling seat, theater seats and scaring people off of the film well so hold, why not lean in a little bit hold on for a second i, I do want to talk about you just brought up about it being on streaming is it wasn't originally intended to be on streaming. Okay. Okay. So I was going to bring this up in a minute, but I'll do it now. Um, so the people that were attached to star in this movie have changed several times, uh, except for Jennifer Lopez. It was her thing. It's her company. It's her movie. The original person, I don't know if you noticed it, was the executive producer, Ryan which Reynolds, is Ron right? Reynolds. Yeah, okay. I saw that. So he was the original person. He stepped out to do something else. I'm sure it was one of his Netflix projects. Yeah. Um, and they replaced him with Army Hammer. Okay, we all know how that went. So they they kicked his ass right up and out of there because you know he's a terrible person. Gotcha. And that's how he ended up on Josh Duhamel. Huh. And in the middle of like shuffling all that stuff around during that time, Amazon purchased the rights to it. Huh. Okay. And once they got it filmed, they slated it up to release. And then by the time it was done, they just take took it all just for them yeah so that's part of the production with it, and that's how we ended up where it was i was wondering why ryan reynolds name was attached to as, as as a producer but he wasn't in the film at all mm-hmm. but that explains it then it does point. it was his role when he stepped out so huh. yeah that's interesting you say that because this had the feel of a theatrical release well so it was supposed it would have come out in midsummer this this past year and they they pulled it so which, I mean, it is what it is. It's, listen, I think this is a great movie for streaming. Like, this is... Yeah. If, you, if you look at it from strictly a streaming movie, this is better than 80% of the shit you see on Netflix. Uh-huh. <laughs> Legitimately. 80%? So. Jeez. Yeah. Am I wrong? 
I mean, you gave that. You, gave you, that high. you think I went low? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Anywhere from 70 to 80 is probably an accurate number. Well, so, I mean, uh, you look at what we watch on streaming, honestly, and let's, let's just talk about this for half a second. Yeah. Legitimately, for like original Netflix movies, how often do we rate something above a five? It's. I, it doesn't it, happen very often. And that's like, sad five, because, like, that's a low number. Yeah, the five and six range seems to be like the sweet spot for Netflix. Yeah. It's just okay. Yeah, like five is yeah. like that needs to be their new banner. Netflix just okay sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's okay that. sometimes. Well, what's the line from Anchorman? It's sixty percent of the time it works all it the works time. All the time. Yeah, sixty percent so. of the time it's okay sometimes. But yeah, I mean that. Look, I'm not saying this movie's a cinematic masterpiece here, but it's not below a five, is it? No, I don't think it is. Nope. Um, but I mean, the, the thing is with this movie, it's a simple idea that is executed. Okay. Listen, there's some holes. There's some stuff they could have done better. It could have been way fucking worse though. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Could have been way worse. And it's not true. And, you know, I know we're not supposed to judge how we rate things off that, but it is refreshing to see when they don't screw up stuff. Yeah. Right. Like just do it the right way. The first time you have to make it the second time. So. It's nice. Like this movie, like I said, it, it just the pieces fit. Do you think if you would have paid money to go see this in theaters and had the theater experience that it would have changed your opinion of the movie at all in a negative way? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Okay. See, Chris, what it's do fair. you see? OK, so that's a th- that now is an open ended question. Um, You know, we never told you know, we never talked about this movie pass. Movie pass is back, but that's uh, we'll, t- yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Sure. Movie pass. We'll get that in an episode uh, in the next few weeks. But I was going to say, well, always going to bring that up because like. Roger and I have a list. I don't know, Chris, if you've gotten a list yet, but I don't. We don't. I, I, I understand it. I understand its value, but we don't. It's it's now. There's three tiers of movies: is movies I pay for, movies on a list, and then movies streaming. So if I pay for a movie and it's bad, I'm more upset than if I use a list and movies bad. Because at least with a list, all I wasted was my time. It wasn't, you know. I mean, I'm already paying for the monthly subscription, so I might as well get some free stuff out of it every month. No, anyway, right? I yeah. get that. So. It depends on what your if you took a date to this in some big city, you know, it costs you twenty bucks a ticket. You're paying forty bucks, and you don't like it. You're probably pissed if you're how old you are and you have to work for them. You know, you're probably not the happiest guy. But if you watch it on streaming and it sucks, you've lost nothing, and you're probably making out. So, I mean, what's the loss? That last part was a joke because it doesn't really factor in here. But any way you watch a movie, you're wasting your time. Whether you waste, you feel like you wasted your money or not, that's a whole different issue. So I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't know how I, to I get that. quantify yeah. that. It's no look. I, I would say this from if I had to pay for it, like it would have been a decent date movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think the fact that it's on, I think this is a good example that it being on streaming does soften the blow if it's, you know, about like you know if it's good or bad. It really does because again, the accessibility is there. There is a lower expectation of streaming pl- of streaming content, and that's no one's fault but the streaming platforms currently. Yeah, it's up to them to to elevate those things and and like raise that bar up. I think that if I would have went and saw this in theaters, I think I'd have been a little more a little harsher on it than the fact that I just whipped it up on onto streaming. You know what I mean? I don't think it changes the scoring of the film, but it does impact like my like the feeling of disappointment or you know like or how. How, how good I feel about the film afterwards. So it's, it's just, I thought, think it's interesting to think about that since it could, it almost went the other way. It almost came out in theaters. So, well, it's, yep. it's interesting because I, the whole time I was watching, I kept saying to myself, this is, this is better than streaming. This is better than most of the streaming we get. And 
Roger's little tidbit about it being it was originally intended to be a theatrical release that makes more sense and so I'm happy I mean I'm happier that I'm able to still see a difference between the schlock we watched like me time is never Garbage. once never once did I feel like that had a theatrical vibe to it never because it's, it's complete trash and it's if it's complete trash it's Netflix you know that's a Amazon doing what it is Lord of the Ring, that's a whole different issue but Netflix is okay with doing complete trash. They don't have to answer anyone. All it has to be is done. As a producer friend of mine described to me is Netflix is like, we're in the era where it doesn't have to be good. It has to be done. You just need content for people to watch. And unfortunately, whatever this is going to made, this is going to be said in a certain way. It's going to be taken a certain way by a lot of listeners. I imagine by a lot of people is because they know most people don't know how to tell the difference between good and bad at this point. That's, I mean, obviously that's Netflix's strategy. I have had someone tell me they thought Me Time was one of the funniest movies they've seen recently, oh. and I went, "Ooh, like yeah. that's all I said." Ooh, but they, I know this person, but Netflix knows that. Yeah, that's, but that's the thing. Surprised. Netflix knows that, and so does Amazon. But I mean, Amazon generally does. They do fewer things and are usually better, so they they have a better track record. But I mean, movie-wise, they tend to be better. That's just the age we're in. But I mean, as far as shotgun wedding is concerned i before we move into you know we'll move towards maybe not that direction fully yet but if we move towards scoring it let's talk i mean this is this is a rated r rom-com so what are some of the parts that really made you belly laugh i have a few of them i'll you know one of the ones i told you guys is when everyone's being taken hostage and they've had their little spat dumel and jennifer lopez and she goes back to the room and he is he's free still and everyone's taking hostage and it's just him running around. He's trying to get in the room and she's like, no, fuck, fuck off, go away. And he goes around to the side of the room and he punches through the wooden door. And she says in a very bewildered voice, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> it just made me laugh because she was so genuinely confused about why you would just punch through a door. To go away. It. Wham. <laughs> I I belly laughed at that pretty hard actually. Well, and but see, uh, talk about the second part of that where like he comes in and says like people are here. She's like, shut the fuck up! Like, no, that's not a real thing. <laughs> he puts his hand over her mouth, and she starts freaking out as he drags her to the window and points. And there's guys walking around with guns, and she's like, Jesus Christ! Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's it was just funny to me. It's it it, it flowed well, and then. It also makes sense why it was intended for Ryan Reynolds too. <laughs> that uh, man, that makes a yeah. whole bunch of sense. Like some oh, some, yeah, some like, of those lines were definitely Ryan Reynolds lines. Yep, hundred percent. Now that I yeah, think like, about, I, I thought about that, after I saw him, after I saw him, I was like, hmm, okay. A lot of this is written in a way that you know I, I think fuck? reads Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. So what what about you guys? Some Chris, what about a funny that you you generally laugh like you generally thought it was funny and laughed at it. One, I, I I liked the interaction between the best man and the sister that like for like the. <laughs> like, you terrify like, me. You terrify me, really? And like her smile, he's like, absolutely. Like I thought that was funny. I laughed at so it. So one subset of that when you made a point about the slimy candy. Yeah. When he's like, <laughs> "Do you want some?" And she's like, "No, I don't want some." He's like, "You seem like you might want." Some. She's like, "All right, fine." Then he slams yeah, it into eats his it, yeah. mouth. What up? <laughs> <laughs> well, hold hold on. The 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 preset the setting up that joke is. We, we, we cut to a bunch of concerned hostages and he's like floating behind her like an alligator, like with his head kind of almost always all submerged. Yeah. And then he just and gets he up stands and stands up and, and scares her. <laughs> <laughs> she said, you ever had this po- in your, you've had this in your pocket the whole time? And he goes, yeah, you want one? Yeah. <laughs> <She> goes, no. <laughs> Again, I thought that was, that's funny. I just, 
Maybe it's because I'm a child and I love the fact that someone just pulled candy out of their pocket. Like, that's just funny to me. It's- wet candy out of his pocket. <laughs> wet slimy candy out of his pocket. So one thing that made me laugh is when they're in the bunker and they're telling them about how they took care of some people. And she's like, what do you mean took care of me? He's like, took care of them so they're not alive anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just horrified. Yep. I um I think uh, I like the 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 first the the um thanks carol moments oh. where she's like you know robert they're calling on they're, you they're calling for you again yeah. robert <laughs> second time was less funny though L- was less funny but it still worked that was one of the the circle back jokes that was okay mm-hmm. but like i, I like I, I think i thought that was funny so also, th- there is some there is some positives in this absolutely well, also i think a lot of those jokes that, that coolidge does twice they would the first time is funny second time maybe not so funny because you've seen it once but it's they if it wasn't her they both would have fallen flat. You know what I mean? Like she has a way of delivering lines that's just annoying as fuck. But it's mm-hmm. because of that, it's funny, you know, because of Stifler's mom and like because of the fact, you know, it's just that's what we know her as. Stifler's at least, you know, we do. I don't know about you, Chris, but Roger and I, that's that's the general the Stifler's mom. That's who she is. So I mean that's just it's funny because it's her. And like there's always some sort of weird like I know her as Hillary Duff's wicked stepmother. Oh yeah, from a Cinderella, Cinderella story. Cinderella story, yeah. A yeah. movie I watched in the theater at least nine times. Uh, don't ask me why; I won't tell you. But what the no? <laughs> <laughs> that that movie for some reason was like dynamite. Asking girls to go watch it, it just it just wanted to. They loved Hillary Duff, so I just did, and like I just it didn't help me ever. But you know it, you know I did. Um, I love it, that it didn't help you after the first four, but you're like, I just got to keep firing that gun, baby. <laughs> well, when, when you work, I worked there, so I got free movie. That you know, that was always an opening conversation uh, starter. Right, free yeah, movies, yeah. but I like whenever I see Jennifer Coolidge in something, I dig it, and especially that scene when she's when she's got the gun and they've already like the hostages are starting to escape, and she starts to run, and her son Dumel's like, Mom, be careful, and then she turns around like she's holding the gun in the air, and she just does this ridiculous smile and then like shakes smiling the gun. from ear to ear yep. <laughs> that she just runs off like to me that's just funny she I killed couldn't... 14 people <laughs> oh yeah you know she did yeah yeah she also did. also uh uh jennifer coolidge's and her husband's uh confession about their <laughs> about their their perfect marriage i also found comedy in that yep. turns oh. out she was just a sex addict <laughs> <laughs> what aunt linda yeah aunt linda was a sex addict he he's just falls horrifying. asleep. He's just he's asleep all the time. Doesn't you know? It just there's a lot of interesting. There's a lot of I don't want to say interesting, but there's a lot of funny moments in this movie. Tell you something that was uh, that hit me kind of wholesome. Uh, actually, actually gave me like like weird movie goosebumps for a second. Is the uh, is the wedding scene not the one at the end, but the one in the pool? Mm-hmm. I thought it was like I thought that was like like a really cool moment, and like it worked really well. It seemed very natural, like yeah. and like you know them singing the song together was like like this is kind of nice i hate this <laughs> so oh, yeah when they're, I, I forget know. what song oh, they're singing nice. but yeah they were all singing in unison that was in the trailer too do you remember that and then i don't remember that now it was in the trailer still, when, it was yeah. it, it, it was effective it was it was a nice wholesome moment and yeah. you know it's just i don't know now just one last question from him to score it and i think roger okay. this one's aimed more at you though is all right jennifer lopez if it was anyone else besides jennifer lopez would the movie be a lot worse I mean, same, same script, same line, same everything. Everything's the same except for Jennifer Lopez is not it. So uh, I will, I'll cop out of this question slightly and say not necessarily. 
However, she does a good job. Listen, are there probably other people that could have done this? Maybe. But now that I'm thinking about so here's the thing. We don't we watch a lot of movies. I couldn't most rom coms are so unmemorable to me that I we barely here's the thing, we barely talk about the rom coms because yeah, they're so yeah. cookie cutter and usually bad. They're so abundant and yeah. all the same. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you somebody who I would immediately replace her with in that. Now I can. Uh, who? Jennifer Aniston actually. I feel you like she could so? play the same kind of role. Yeah, she's yeah, I think so. Like she she has that that weird like like comedy the way that her comedy is it's very high energy and very like very quick like like how fast she talks okay and how like how she can be like very like exacerbated like for like for a few seconds like very overwhelmed in the moment mm-hmm. and that's and she makes that funny i think she could have done that kind of the same way as, as as lopez did in this one okay but i think this i think she's the only one i can think of that would be like you know that would be like jennifer lopez and make it work in that sense so that's a good I, that's a good call chris i hadn't thought of that but Damn, I think you're right in the money on that one. I think if you're going to replace her with someone immediate, it is Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, I think, but that's the one I can think of off the top of my head that is like kind of the same style, the same you know age bracket kind of stuff going on. So the age bracket thing is what is makes it harder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. I, mean, I I wouldn't argue that. That's fine answer actually. But yeah, I mean, typical Gryffindor answer. You know what I mean? Oh my goodness. Okay, great. So you're right though. That's a, a good. I don't think there's too many others again. There's there's not a whole lot of other people. There's not, and same with remember me or sorry, not marry me. Um, there's probably like four people that could have done it as effective as she did, and that's being generous. So I'll give you one other answer who I think would probably fit in the age bracket. Actually, worse too, Sandra Bullock could have done that. Oh yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, Sandra, okay. She, she just did. Was that the Lost City? Yeah. Which was, yeah. Kind of similar. Yeah. She she could definitely have done that. Yeah. Maybe no. Just... I think Jennifer Lopez seems more athletic, mm-hmm. so I have a better time believing that she would kick more ass in the jungle than True. Sandra Bullock probably. True. But I think Sandra Bullock is more than capable of pulling that role off. Yeah, but... yeah, of course. So okay, interesting because Jennifer Lopez always has a that we have in this sh- and on the show have underestimated before and realized that we should never underestimate again. Is she has this weird kind of Jennifer Lopez She's got a vibe, man, charm and vibe that just it works for her and damn it, it works. So mm-hmm. it's someone I'll never vote against, but all right, let's move to scoring this guy then. And I'll, I'll go first. Go, okay. You go first. Go. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think this movie is like a five and a half. Um, I thought it was going to be a little bit better than what it was. Um, it starts pretty strong. The middle's pretty soft. The ending is decent. Um, I think if we kept the train going along how the beginning was, we're probably talking like a seven and we, we kind of lose our way and then we circle back to it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny in parts. Actions, the action is the softest part of this movie, probably, which is kind of disappointing. I think they could have done that better. Um, but the comedy carries it through, and the acting's fine. So I think a five and a half is where I'm going to spin it. Okay, I think five and a half is good. So for me, it's a lot of the uh, similar points. There's not really much to talk about here for like what the movie does and doesn't bring. Uh, I do appreciate the final death that the hmm. big bad guys have. It's it's it. It's co- it's fast, but it's comedic on screen. So I did I did I did appreciate that. Yes, uh, this movie is a is a hard five, but it gets an extra point because it has my longest standing uh, on screen crush with Jennifer Lopez. So it, it's a six. Yeah, I'm gonna give it right where Chris did. I'm gonna give it a six. I had a great time with it. Damn, um, I went lowest. Well, see, I had a good time with most of it. Some of the script is bad, but so much of the script is decent and doesn't. It just. It doesn't. There's hard to gauge because Jennifer Lopez and Doom Doom Doomel just do a good job with what they're given, 
Mm-hmm. And I, I just, it was a fun ride start to finish. Now I watch this again, probably still entertaining. The third time, probably a lot less entertaining. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's, uh, if for what it's worth, I felt the theatrical vibes. Um, when Chris said Ryan Reynolds, because I, I did see his name as an executive producer. Mm-hmm. And when, when Chris was doing his spiel about it, it was supposed to be, or sorry, Roger, you were doing your spiel about it, it was supposed to be him. Like 100%, I could, f- I instantly thought of, you know, a dozen lines that were written for him. And oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, but like in, in that respect, I dig what it did. I, you know, this is not a throwaway movie for Amazon. Amazon's lucky to have it. So I think six is where it sits. Oh, was, was I the last one? Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the last one. All right, gentlemen, it has been another episode. Oh, boy. This has been 316B of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell One. Hi, I'm at Rod Stein. No Twitter, I have. Don't forget to check out the page on Facebook. Always posting things on social media. You can keep current there. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at M. Night Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin and the multi, the multi Academy Award nominee, Everything Everywhere All at Once. No talking about it. Just what is your favorite Jennifer Lopez movie as of right now, like to date? Mine is The Cage. Marry Me or Hustlers. Hustlers, yeah, one of those two. If I'm going nostalgic, Made Manhattan, <laughs> but of those two, <sighs> Made Marry Me or Made or Um Hustlers, definitely The Cage.